Hello and welcome to another video of the Creative Insider podcast. Today, I wanted to share with you my experience of working at uh, mid-size and big-size architecture practices. For the few of you that don't know me yet from the podcast, my name is Georgi. I'm a licensed architect here in Germany, in Frankfurt am Main, and I've been working here now for seven years. So I decided that it was a good uh, topic to share about what it is working here, what are the difference uh, between working at the different companies. And maybe it's interesting for you if you want to move here, even if you are somewhere else on the globe and you are not planning to move here, Germany is still one of the countries with the highest construction and planning standards in the world. So it might be still useful for you to get some inspiration for how to improve your workflow or your views and processes at your own architecture company. So let me walk you through what has been so far the experience here. So during the last seven years here in Germany, I've worked at four different companies. The smallest one had up to 50 employees and the biggest one was a multinational corporation with over 600 employees across five different countries and it was a completely different experience. Uh, during my time at these different companies I've worked on different type of project, a very wide range of projects. I've worked on residential, commercial, industrial buildings, uh, big scale city planning and also like the smallest scale you can get which was a few hundred square meters projects but that were rare rare cases so before we start defining what are the difference i want to give you a little definition of what is a small size company what is a mid-size company and what is the big size company a small architecture practice is considered a company that has up to 10 to 15 employees considering all over the staff not only the architects but also the supporting staff these um, companies are characterized by working on smaller scale projects they're more like boutique uh, they have a more direct uh, relationship with the client they may be focused on one specific kind of project they're very flexible, they can change things quite rapidly. Meanwhile, mid-sized companies are companies that have up to 50 employees, let's say. They still uh, keep a certain amount of flexibility, but now the scale of projects uh, they can make us bigger. They have also a wider range of expertise and um, you get the opportunity to work maybe on a variety of projects and not only on one specific kind of projects. And then we have the corporation or the big size architecture office which is a company that may be having uh, over 100 employees or 200 and they probably work across multiple cities if it's a big country or multiple countries and there you get a less flexible workflow it's everything is more standardized and there is a more vertical hierarchy. So in order to show you what were the difference for me at working at those different companies, I'll be covering five different topics. So we'll have the work culture, the projects, the tools, the challenges and the benefits. So let's start with work culture. So in mid-sized offices, uh, you are working in a more flat hierarchy kind of environment because you still get to reach to every one of your colleagues. Uh, even if sometimes it happens, you're split uh, across a couple of offices, not in the same offices because fitting this kind of uh, numbers in one single space is not always possible. You have access to all kind of management level people in, in the team. 
and you can contribute to the culture yourself by, I don't know, working on a specific type of workflow or building your expertise in a specific topic. And you can flexibly change this or introduce this first to the management and then to the rest of the team. Meanwhile, when you work in a more corporate environment, the hierarchy gets more vertical. So there are more defined roles. For example, at the office where I worked, you would start as a junior architect, but then there was architect level one, two, three. Then there was uh, architect lead. Then there was general project manager management because it was an office that was not exclusively about architecture, was everything together, architecture and engineering. In this kind of environment, it gets a little bit more political because uh, people start, I don't know, discussing who has the power or who is in charge of doing what. This kind of company often happen to be a public company, so you have shareholders, there is a CEO. So unless you're not at the headquarters of the company, you probably are managed by a manager who was hired exactly to be the boss of that um, location, of that branch. Sometimes there are arguments between the management and also across employees. So um, this can be sometimes good, but also it can has its own challenges. So these are the main differences of the office culture. And also when you work in a bigger scale office, you might not be able to influence that much the workflow because they tend to have this standardized workflow and procedures across all over the locations so that it's flexible if you move to another location or to another office or sometimes you happen to collaborate with the other branches and everything has to be completely unified. Um, you have a BIM manager that will set all the standards for you for, for example, the BIM files or the CAD files. You'll have also layouts for all kind of presentation, words, uh, Excel um, schedules. Everything will be pre, sort of prefabricated for you. And so you have to just learn the procedures and use them to complete your tasks. So this is the main differences in the culture and the working environment in these two different uh, kind of offices. So let's talk projects. Both mid-size and big-size offices offer you a unique opportunity to work on amazing projects and learn a lot. So mid-size offices um, already taking large projects might be a little bit smaller than ultra complex, super large scale projects that you might be working on at a large company for the simple fact that they don't have that manpower that is required to work, I don't know, of a new city development or I don't know, a huge project that might be happening in China or in Saudi Arabia. So you will be still working on quite big projects, but they won't be of the maximum complexity you can get out there. In both cases, um, these kind of offices, they have a minimum entry budget for each project, just because for the sheer size of the offices, they have a payroll that is quite high. So also the maintenance of each employee, it's way more expensive than your salary. You have to consider that every employee has to be provided with a working place where you can sit, you have your own computer, your own monitor, you have to have your own software. Roughly, they calculate a cost per employee between 10,000 and 15,000 euros a month. So this means that in order to maintain this infrastructure, they cannot accept um, smaller 
budget projects because it won't be profitable for for the office to to keep running so you'll probably not end up working on very small scale projects like single family houses or villas those projects might be part only of a bigger assignment i can make an example for example at one of the offices we work we get assigned to do construction documentation and construction management of a big university campus and because that was huge assignment with a big budget when the office was making money out of this beside it they wanted us to design a small prefabricated wooden building to be the gym for the students of this campus a temporary building that at the end of uh, its life cycle would have been shipped to a third world country and served as a temporary hospital and because of the big assignment we got and we wanted to keep the client happy we accepted to do also the smaller size project so this is the only way you'll be able to work on something that it's more small scale and more boutique let's say but generally you're working within a team with other people because the size of the project will be larger than the capacity of one single person. So let's talk the tools you're going to be using in order to make your project happen. Here in Germany, from mid-side to super large offices, probably you'll be using a BIM software. BIM is quite the standard in the country. Let's see what are the main softwares. There is Revit, but it's not always the main software used. Revit is usually used in bigger companies because it's super good to do close beam, which means engineers can work within Revit. It's better to build together, I don't know, electrical plants, uh, climatization plants, static architecture, all together in Revit works much better. But if you are a purely an architecture office, mid-size, the costs of Revit are quite high. So a lot of offices in Germany opts for Archicad, which is still a very, very valuable alternative for open beam and also another very popular beam uh, software here is vectorworks if you're working also on competitions beside your beam software that will be used for plans like uh, floor plans elevation sections of your building you'll need something more flexible for the concept work 3d modeling so a lot of offices use sketchup and rhino and of course to make everything look nice you'll get uh, probably access to the adobe suit which means you'll use photoshop illustrator in design for presentation and layouting if you don't have uh, access to adobe for presentations you'll be using probably the microsoft office tools you need to learn a little bit of Excel, a little bit of Word, and of course, Outlook for emails. Let's see what are the benefits to work uh, at a mid-size, big-size office in Germany. In both cases, in my opinion, one of the benefits to working as an architect in Germany in general is that the working pace is quite quick and so it won't last long before you have started working and you see some of your draftings being turned into real life projects so it's I think it's very satisfying when you've drawn been drawing something even if it's a smaller detail and you can go on the construction site and see it out there built in the real world exactly as you've planned it so this is a big advantage of Germany. But if we want to go into the specifics of what is um, the benefit of working, for example, at a mid-sized company, is that, as I said, the team, it's not going to be that big. So you'll probably get assigned with uh, larger tasks that regard the building. For example, I've been often working on the interiors or of the facade. So because the team is not so big, I'll be getting to contact the client and make a little concept for a specific room. 
uh, do the detailing and the construction documentation of a specific uh, drywall or connection or door on joints. Uh, and then I'll need to contact the contractor or the building company that it's on the site or the construction site manager. So you get these tasks that are more fluid and you become more a generalist. And the advantage of this is that you are in charge of it and you can learn quite quickly and you are responsible directly. You can define your own workflow. You can define your own uh, pace. And also because the hierarchy is flat, if you are passionate about a specific topic, you can become a specialist on that, create a workflow, propose the workflow to the manager, to the owner of the company. And then your workflow can become the workflow of the company. So you feel much more contributing to the all-over procedures within the organization. Meanwhile, when you work at a big size company that it's made of hundreds of people, there is not such a flexibility. Here, you can get more an expert in a single aspect of the project. So, I don't know, you might become an expert on stairs or on doors or on dry joints or facades. You don't have the overview of a task, but that's also can be a benefit because you receive your task from your superior. So you don't have the stress of juggling multiple tasks and deciding what to do first, prioritize and execute. You get a task and you get to focus on your task and execute it at your best and you're responding only for that task. You work, you move up the ladder, you get to the next level, the responsibility gets a little bigger and um, changing the all-over culture of these big offices is not so easy. You have to really work hard to go up this ladder to get at the level where your political influence, let's say, it's as big as that you can manage to introduce a new cultural aspect because this cultural aspect will be translated in all the locations, all the countries. And again, you cannot risk to mess up because if you mess up, it's going to be a big trouble and the organization is not as flexible as a smaller size company. Let's see what are the benefits of working in Germany and in general how this company approach the different benefits that they can provide you. First of all, in Germany, a big topic is training. No matter if you're in a small or big office, you'll get some sort of training. They will give you a budget, which will be a certain amount of money and a certain amount of days of your time, which you don't get as a holiday. You, they're normally work days, which you can spend to train yourself in a specific topic. You can propose to participate in a workshop um, or you can go attend a specific fair or another event that's related to the industry and they will provide you with the money to buy your ticket, to get there, to travel. And that's the way they will support you to train you professionally. Meanwhile, huge companies, they have way more resources. Usually there is an internal academy. This academy can be made out of specific classes that are video classes or there will be still workshops that will take place into whether now Teams and all these Zoom virtual tools that we all adopted since the pandemics or they will be taking place in one of the branches. So you might be allowed to travel to another branch and attend them and you'll get certification. And it's a great opportunity because you have this bigger a buck of experts that can teach you and that can share 
their own experience so you can as again as i said you can become an expert you can become a beam expert a computational design expert you get also official certification because a lot of these companies buy a lot of licenses so they collaborate with the software producers so in that case you have um, a lot of advantages in in training in germany also, you get some office perks. As soon as it's a mid-sized office, there will be probably free coffee, free water. I don't know if this sounds obvious to you. Sometimes you get also free soft drinks. And then they try to create something recreational. Put, uh, for example, a football or a ping pong in the office so that you can have a little bit of fun once in a while during the workday. Uh, also, a big thing here is that almost, or at least every office I worked at, you get a basket of fruit fruit basket every week so that you can refill some vitamins and that's uh, that's quite nice and every time there is a birthday people bring cake so also that's it's nice to have a coffee piece of cake or fruit together with your colleague or play a little bit of football to keep the competition up it's a lot of fun and it helps you a little bit detach and relax from the daily stress that you might experience as an architect beside training and office perks you'll for sure have office parties because here you work hard, but you also play hard. Generally, every office organizes a Christmas party because it's the end of the year and you want to spend some time together to cheer yourself up for the good job done during the year. But also you organize, uh, it's very common here in Germany to have a summer party or your yearly office trip where we go all together in another city or we visit a specific site that is not so close to our office location and then we spend uh, overnight there, we have a party, we eat together and that's a great, great tool to build the team spirit. So these were my points on working as an architect in Germany. I want to underline that this is my personal experience. Other people might have other experiences. So please let me know if this video was useful for you and share with me in the comments your own experience in different sides of offices you've worked at, maybe different tools or different perks that you have had also in different countries. It would be curious to get to know what is your personal experience. Let me know down in the comments. And if this video has given you value, there will be more weekly videos. We have also guests from leading architecture companies and different kinds of creatives. So make sure to subscribe to the channel to press the like button so that you support the algorithm to pull up this video to many, many people. And thank you very much. I hope to see you on the next one and hearing from you in the comments. Bye-bye.